Blog Talk Radio. There arose a king in Egypt who knew not Yahweh, and the fear of the Hebrews fell upon the people of the land. So Pharaoh set taskmasters over the people of the land, who laid heavy burdens on them which were bitter to bear. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Most High, and he heard them from beyond the everlasting hills. In time, he raised up unto them a deliverer whose name was Masha. And Masha grew mighty and was taught in all the wisdom of Egypt. But he was a man who chose not to live out his days in the pleasures of Mizraim, and so answered the call of his destiny. And he came to the mountain of Alakim, which was called Horeb. Well, he saw a flame of fire burning around a bush, but the bush was not consumed. And the Moloch of the highest appeared to him and spoke from out of the midst of the fire, saying, I have seen the affliction of my people in Egypt and have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Now, therefore, I will send you unto Pharaoh you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Masha asked, when I come to the people and they ask, what is his name? What shall I say? The scriptures declare that Elohim said, Ahia, Ashar, Ahia. Meaning I am that I am, I will be who I will be. He said moreover to him, Thou shalt you say to the children of Israel, Yahuwah, the Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob have sent me unto you. This is my name forever and my memorial unto all generations. And the children of Israel became vain in their imaginations and corrupt in all their ways so that they sought to replace the name of Yahuwah with the name of Adonai, meaning Lord. And many forgot his name and went after Baal, which also means the Lord. And from that time, many false names for our Creator have gone out into the world, following us into these last days and creating a controversy among the nations. Our Heavenly Father, who desires that his elect be not ignorant of his name, nor that we should be moved by the signs of the times, but that we should be steadfast in the truth, not wavering nor tossed and turned by the mouths of men. For some say that his name is Yahweh, while others say that it is Jehovah. Still others foolishly declare that it cannot be known. But we who are called and chosen have a sure word of revelation which has come down from the Father of light. Who would not have his people to walk in darkness. For I declare that we are the children of light. For he has revealed through the Ruach. Take the original vowel sounds A and U. Which are from the three pure vowel sounds which make up all the Semitic languages and apply them to the four Hebrew letters, Yod, Hey, Wah, Hey, and the name of Yahuwah is revealed. Therefore, let the name of Yahuwah rise upon the islands of Indonesia and echo beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Let his magnificent name soar above the heights of the Himalayas, rest upon the shores of Sri Lanka. The voice of a messenger rise upon the clouds, Races on the wings of the wind, saying, Send tidings of his name to them that dwell in Ghana. Let the name of Yahuwah shake the land of Africa. Declare his name in Zambia, Tanzania. Let it be shouted from Mozambique 
messengers to sail across the Nile and awaken them that dwell in the Sudan. Let the name of Yahuwah invade the mountains of Afghanistan and rock the whole Middle East. Let his mighty name stretch forth with wings across Europe and Asia and cause them to tremble and sleep in China. Oh, let his name circle over the Atlantic, the Pacific, and all the oceans of the world to touch the shores of America. That his name might ring from the peaks of the Appalachian Mountains to the end of the Rio Grande. Let his name extend out over the continental divide and journey down to feel Brazil. Oh, let Yahuwah's elect publish his name in every nation and kingdom on the face of the earth. Let it be published in every country, in every city, and in every state. Yea, let it mount up and ride upon the wings of the eagles. Let it glide with the falcons, the hawks, and the crows. Let it reach up beyond the heights of the condors. That his name might touch the stars and fill the cosmos. Let the Malachim come down from the Shamayim. Let them ride upon the chariots of fire. Let them circle the cities. Let them stand upon the walls. Sound an alarm to the ends of the earth. And lift up the trumpet to declare Yahuwah is mighty. Our king is strong. He has subdued the nations. He has crowned the sun. Let everything that has breath sing praises to his name. Let everything with breath praise the name of Yahuwah. Finally, when the end comes, when all things have been put under his feet, and all the nations have been gathered to meet in the city of gold, which is planted in paradise, we will all lift up together with one voice, magnify the name of Yahuwah forever. Shabbat Shalom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio. This is where we speak the unadulterated and the uncompromising word of truth. My name is Abed Yahu or Obadiah. I'm just a humble servant of Yahweh. I'm serving you in the name of Yahusha Hamashiach, who is our elder brother, our high priest, our eternal high priest, and our eternal sovereign king. On today's show, uh, we are continuing our spring feast teachings and instruction. Uh, we're going to be speaking about the spiritual Torah of the Chag Hat Bazaar, which is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the Yom Hapakrim, which is the Day of First Fruits. So uh, this will be a very interesting teaching so that you will understand more about the Abib uh, Moedim, Abib means what? Um, you know, coming into the spring or to spring forth. Um, this is springing forth into Yasha or into salvation. Hallelujah. So uh, when you look at these appointed feasts, these are wedding rehearsals to show us how we were delivered, um, how we came into salvation, and furthermore, preparing us for our um, powerful wedding that we have with our groom, who is Yahweh, um, Yahusha, please forgive me. And so Yahweh is our father, and our heavenly father is the one who has predestinated us to be with him forever. Hallelujah. So um, you are listening to a teaching pertaining to the culture of righteousness of Kodesh, which is set-apartness, and of Emet, which is the Hebrew word for truth. And so, therefore, on today, we're going to be looking at particular scriptures pertaining to these particular spring feasts. So I pray that you will enjoy the instruction and the teaching. Um, yesterday, um, there was individuals who wrote out to me and reached out to me um, about the Zoom uh, webinars and things of that nature um, I'll speak more about that later But your brother will be having more Zoom And talk, teach, and testify teachings going simultaneously 
I'm trying to work out some more things uh, so that you'll be able to not only see the particular teachings if you are on Zoom, but you will be able to also hear the, the teachings on Blog Talk Radio or through Blog Talk Radio. So uh, we are so excited that Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio can now be seen through Zoom. There will be a Zoom teaching, a bonus teaching pertaining to uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread and the Day of First Fruits. It will be done later today at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you are on the West Coast, it will start at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. For those of you who would like to join us in the particular teaching through Zoom, simply email me, okay? TalkTeachTestify at gmail.com, and I will send you a Zoom link and invitation so that you will be able to join us later today, okay? So it will be 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. If you are on the West Coast, it will start at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, So that's through Zoom. So you have to email me in order for you to come into that teaching. So email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com if you'd like to attend the teaching later today. Okay, it'll be a bonus teaching about the um, Chag Hot Mazam, which is the Feast of Oliva Bread, and the Yom Kareem, the Day of First Fruits. So today is the Day of First Fruits. Hallelujah. Okay, it's the 16th day of the first Kodash. I'm going to explain to you on today why today is so important. Why are people trying to railroad this day? Okay, when you talk about the tricks of the enemy. Um, we're going to also be discussing um, what is the spiritual intent of the first fruits. So that will be discussed today as well. Um, today, if you are looking for the Gregorian calendar date, um, today is, I believe it is April the 5th, 2020, um, according to the man-made uh, Jesuit Gregorian calendar of the Roman Catholic Church. It is the 16th day of the first Kodush, or we call it the month of Abib, according to Yahuwah's timetable. A couple of uh, more announcements. On next week, we will be teaching more about the the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Uh, We'll be doing that on next Friday, because that will be the last day of that teaching. And then we will go into more teaching on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, We're going to start having Zoom coming through the Kingdom Harvest. That will be teachings that will be done on Saturdays and Sundays. Hallelujah. So I will keep you updated on on that. And I just have to, first of all, say to all of my mishpachas, all of those who are in the name of Yahweh, I like to, uh, I just have a list that I like to say thanks to uh, before we go forth um, into our broadcast. Uh, we did have our gathering here at the Kingdom Harvest um, in our within our home. I'd like to thank uh, Sister Sarah and her beautiful daughters for attending. Um, also, uh, Akut uh, Samathia and her ish, uh, Brother Allen, uh, for attending. Uh, we we love you all. Uh, thank you so much for um, fellowshipping um, with us at the Kingdom Harvest. Uh, we also like to thank uh, Sister Hannah Elizabeth uh, from, uh, I believe she's up in Michigan, um, as well as Kazan Palmer out in California, and uh, Kazan, um, which is Elder, by the way, uh, and Elder Bullock out in Arizona, um, and to um, the Jones Family Foundation out in Nevada. Thank you so much uh, for bringing forth your, your gift to the Kingdom Harvest. And we thank each and every one of you, um, the Richardsons, down in South Carolina, 
most importantly, um, Sisters Abiding in Light and True, which is led by um, our dear sister, um, Sister Valencia, uh, my Isha. Thank you so much for all of your hard work and um, your just your superior um, hospitality when people were coming into the Kingdom Harvest. Tuda unto you. And to all of you uh, that have been listening to the show, um, Sister Jeter up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and many others who have been um, tuning in, I almost forgot, my, our dear brother Yahusuf, um, we, we thank him so much for joining in as well, and the Seventh-day Harvest Teaching Ministries up at High Point, North Carolina, with the Douglas Family Foundation. We thank them so much uh, for tuning in as well. And my dear brother, uh, I don't know how I almost forgot about my elder, Elder Wiggins. We thank him so much uh, for tuning in to our particular broadcast as well. Um, if you'd like to join our Zoom teachings, once again, please email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com, and we will get these particular instructions out to you so that you will be able to join us. Once again, we'll be on later on at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our bonus teaching pertaining to the Day of First Fruits and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which we call the Chag Hatmazah. So we'll be talking about that. I believe that is all the announcements for today's show. If you like transcripts to today's show, please feel free to, uh, you know, to email me at talkteachtestify.gmail.com, and I will get those instructions out to you. And also, um, I thank all of you for your encouraging words. I thank you all for your ahab and your ahaba. Uh, I thank you all for just um, as we are fading out our final season of Talk, Teach, and Touch by Radio, for all of those that have supported over the years, that have prayed for this ministry, that have gave encouraging words to this ministry. And I like to thank all of you very much just for your, you know, just for what you have done as we proceed to go furthermore in this wilderness experience by bringing forth the word of Yahweh, the Torah, the instructions and the teachings. Um, your brother is not done with doing that. We're just transitioning more into the video aspect of it, okay? So um, it, it, those who really know me closely, they know that this is my first love. I love doing things on the radio. Um, I've been doing it for over 30 years, and, you know, it's just time now to transition, okay? So I'm very, very excited about the transition. So I'm trying to hold on to the radio part as long as I can, but eventually it's going to uh, it's going to have to fade away because we have to go into something bigger and better. So we cannot stay stagnated uh, within um, our same spot. It's time for us to to move forward. Okay, Hallelujah. All right, I believe that is it for all of the announcements that I have for today. Um, we are also in our second day of what we call the uh, Chag Hot Bazaar, which is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. We are still, uh, you know, we are in day number um, two of that. I want us to look very closely at the book of Uyaikra, Leviticus chapter 23. I'm going to also on today's show go over the terminology of what we say Hosanna, which is Ushana. I will be speaking more about that because a lot of people need to know the exact revelation of that when uh, Yahusha came into Jerusalem. In case you have been watching on Facebook or social media or even on the television, um, the Christians are celebrating what they call Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. Now, before we go to Leviticus 23, 
Let's discuss the timetable as far as the Peshach is concerned. It's listed right in the book of Shamut, right? The book of Exodus, chapter 12. Watch how confusing the timetable is with the Christian calendar and with Yahuwah's timetable. Now, for those of you who know about Shamut or Exodus chapter 12, you do know that Yahuwah introduces unto El Masha and El Eheran, which is Moses and Aaron, he introduces what? Rosh Hashanah, or the new year. This is the new year to you, right? Let's read it. Exodus Shamut chapter 12. Verse 1 says, And Yahuwah spoke to El Masha and Aaron in the land of Israel. Whenever you see El, it means that Yahuwah has placed them in charge. They are mighty ones under the Almighty. Hallelujah. So Yahuwah spoke unto El Masha and El Aaron. They are in charge of this great um, exodus that's about to take place. Now, they are in the land of Misraim. This is what Yahuwah tells them. Verse 2, this Kodash, Kodash comes from the root word Kadash. Kadash means new, renew, to restore. Okay? So it is not pertaining to a new moon. This is pertaining to a new month. We talked about it last week on Talk Teacher Testify that there's no such word as Yarak Kodash or Kadash Yarak. Yarak is the Hebrew term for moon. That's not here. So we see this Kodash, this new month, shall be unto you the Rosh Kadashim, which means the beginning of month. It shall be the Roshan Kodash. Roshan, Strong's Concordia's H7223, means the first. It's first in place, rank, or time. It is the first Kodash, the first month of the what? Of Hashanah, of the year to you. Verse 3. You speak unto all the congregation of Yashariah, saying, In the tenth Kodash of this, uh, in this, uh, in the tenth Yom, please forgive me, in the tenth day of this Kodash, they should take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it unto the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating, shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first shana, which is year. You should take it out from the sheep or from the goats. Now, what is the spiritual intent of that? Yahusha came into Jerusalem on the tenth day of the first Kodash. Okay, he came four days before he was crucified, okay? We can go all through the renewed covenant for that. Hallelujah. All right. So how is it that the Christians are saying this is Palm Sunday, that they welcome Jesus or Jesus into Jerusalem, and then a week later, which is next Sunday, right, they're going to celebrate Easter. How is that? When we read here that there's a four-day difference between when the lamb is brought in and when the lamb is slaughtered and when the Christians say that it took a week from the time that Jesus or Jesus uh, came into Jerusalem and then a week later he was crucified or slaughtered. You'll get that later. Because we read in verse 6, and you shall keep it up until the 14th yom of the same Kodash, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Yasharia shall kill it, Bini Harebin, which means between the evenings. Not in the evening, as you will read in the King James Version and other translations. I believe that the uh, ISR have it correct, okay? Or they call it the scriptures or the hallelujah scriptures. You will read that it would say between the evenings. Hallelujah. That's what Benny Hapakrim is. For those of you who 
do not know what between the evenings is or what it is, it is from the dusk of the day or from the cool of the day until when the sun goes down. That's between the evenings. From the time when it first starts to dawn, uh, when the sun is going down, until the time that it is completely down. So, you have read that was the commandment. Unto the nation of Yahshua by Yahweh. Let's go to Uyaikra now. Let's go to Leviticus 23. Yahuwah speaks unto El Masha, saying, Speak unto the children of Yahshua, and saying to them, Concerning the Moedim of Yahuwah, the appointed times or the seasons of Yahuwah, which you shall what? Yahkara, which means to proclaim or to address. To be what? Kodush. Set apart what? Micra, which means assemblies. Rehearsals. Keep that in mind. Micra also means to be called out into a meeting or called out into a rehearsal and an assembly, a convocation, which you read here. Even these are my Moadim. Yahuwah proclaims to his nation that these are his appointed times. Not man's. You cannot change the date. You can't change the time. It, these are Yahuwah's appointed times. Verse 3 says, Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the what? Is the Shabbat of Shabbaton. It is the day of rest. A set-apart vocation or a micra. You shall do no work therein. It is the Shabbat of Yahuwah in all your dwellings. So for those who are lying to you saying you cannot keep the Shabbat in America or vice versa, that is a complete lie. You are to keep the Shabbat of Yahuwah in all your dwellings. Verse 4. These are the Moedim of Yahuwah. These are the appointed times. Even set apart convocations, which you shall address, which you shall proclaim or call out in their Moadim. Listen to verse 5. In the 14th day of the first Kodesh, between the evenings, is Yahuwah's Peshat. This ordinance is to be kept still to this day. Verse 6. And on the 15th day of the same month, which is the following morning or the following day, is the Chag Hatmazat unto Yahweh. Seven days you must eat what? Mazah, unleavened bread. And the first day you shall have a what? A Kodush Micra. You should do no civil work therein. I like to remind everybody that Yahuwah also commanded that you get rid of all the leaving. Okay, don't forget that, which is called the uh, Hametz. You're to get rid of that, and you're to supposed to have, what, matzah, unleavened bread in your home. Verse 7, but you shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahweh for seven days. And the seventh day is a what? Kodesh micro, set apart convocation. You shall do no civil work therein. Now, I want you to listen closely to verse 9 through, uh, I believe, 9 through 12. Because this today, this particular instruction brings to us and brings us up to speed about really who Yahusha was and is today. Hallelujah. Let's read. What it says, and I pray in the name of Yahweh that those who have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Ruach is saying. Listen to verse 9. And Yahweh spoke to El Masha, saying, Speak unto the children of Yahshari, and saying to them, When you become into the land which I give unto you. Read that right there. When you become into the land. Which I give unto you. So there was no way that Masha and Aaron could have possibly 
gave this harvest unto Yahweh while they was in the wilderness. They had to wait to get into the land and shall reap the harvest thereof. Then you shall bring a sheaf of the what? Of the reshit of the harvest unto the Kohan. And he shall wave the sheaf before Yahweh to be accepted for you. On the Makarat, which means on the morning, listen, after the Shabbat, the priest or the Kohan shall wave it. Okay. Let's stop here for one minute. Because we're going to break down, according to the timetable, why did the brother today on the show say that today was the Yom Habakkarim, which is the day of first fruits, and what significance does it have in our everyday walk with Yahuwah in our wilderness experience? Let's talk about it for one moment. Let's break down when first, when we're supposed to celebrate the day of first fruits. It says in verse 11, and he shall wave the sheep before Yahuwah to be accepted for you on the morrow after the Shabbat. Now, for those of you who are keeping Yahuwah's timetable, you know that yesterday was the Shabbat, which was the first day of what we call the Yom, or what we call the Chakhat Mazat, right? The day, well, not the day, but the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It was the first day. You read that back, and we read it back in verse number 7, 6 and 7. The 15th day of the same month is the Chakhat of Unleavened Bread unto Yahuwah. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. In the first day you shall have a set-apart convocation. You should do no work. You should do no civil work. That constitutes what? A Shabbat. It does not mean that you're going to have two Shabbats in one day. It does not mean that the day prior, which was the Pashak between the evenings, was a Shabbat. Because the Pashak is done at a certain moment of time during the day. That's why it says in the day between the evenings is Yahuwah's Pashak. Then you will read, and on the 15th day, day number one is to set up our convocation. We know what happens on that day because that's why Yahuwah has spoke to us in verse 3 of Leviticus, or Uyakura chapter 23, pertaining to how to keep the Shabbat. He teaches us how to keep the Shabbat so that we would learn how to keep his appointed feast. Hallelujah. So his instructions is quite simple. He says the morning after the Shabbat, because he identified that the first day of a leaving bread is also the Shabbat. And so the morning after that is the what? The Yom Habakkarim, the day of first fruits. Brothers and sisters, if you're writing this down today, the Passover, the first day of unleavened bread, and the day of first fruits represents the death, burial, and resurrection of Yahusha. Let's continue to read what it says in Uyakra, Leviticus 23, and I will bring forth some more historical facts pertaining to the day of first fruits as to what the history of what they call the high holy days. I can't wait to talk about that. It says in verse 12 of Leviticus 23, and you shall offer that day when you wave the sheaf a he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto Yahweh. And the meat offering thereof shall be two tenths deal of fine flour mingled with oil, an offering.
offering made by fire unto Yahweh for a sweet Savior. And the drink offering thereof shall be of wine, the fourth part of a hen. Brothers and sisters, you do not have to do this. The reason being is because Yahusha has already done it for you. He is the eternal high priest. Hallelujah. So we have nowhere to offer the lamb, now do we? Hallelujah. Let's continue. And you shall eat neither bread nor parched corn nor green ears until the same same um, the self same day that you were brought that you have brought an offering unto your Elohim. It shall be a statue, which is called a kuka, forever. Because I see ulam throughout your generations in all your dwellings. This is pertaining to identifying Yahusha being the first fruits. Hmm. Where is this written at in the renewed covenant? Okay. Well, let's look at that. Okay. Because I want to show you where it says that Yahusha is the first fruits. This is going to be very good here. I love it. Let's go to the book. Uh, in the Renewed Covenant, they call it the book, but let's go to the letter in, I believe, is in 1 Corinthians. Okay. Let's read this. All right. The Mashiach becomes the first fruits. Let's read in the 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Hallelujah. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. All of this speaks about the resurrection of the first fruits. Hallelujah. This is what we're yearning to become as well. Let's read the powerful letter that the emissary Shaul that he wrote. Let's start with verse 12. Now, if Mashiach be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Mashiach not risen? And if Mashiach be not risen, then is our preaching worthless, and your belief is, absolute, is also worthless. Yea, and we have found false witnesses of Elohim, because we have testified of Elohim that, listen, he raised up Mashiach, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. And if the dead rise not, then is not Mashiach raised. And if Mashiach be not raised, your belief is worthless. You are yet in your sins. Mm, are y'all getting this? Then they also, which are fallen asleep, in Mashiach are perished. Talking about the ones who believed and they are in the graves. Verse 19. And if in this life only we have hope in Mashiach, we are of all men most miserable. Listen to verse 20. But now is Mashiach risen from the dead and became, watch, the hapakarim of them that slept. Yahusha became the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For if for as in Adam all die, even so in Mashiach shall all be made alive. Listen to verse 23. But every man in his own order, Mashiach the firstfruits, afterwards they that are Mashiachs at his coming. Then comes the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to Elohim, he's going to have delivered up or raised up. We're going to go back to Leviticus 23. 
so we can get a while, right? Hallelujah. He will have delivered up the kingdom to Elohim, even the Ab, even the Father. That cancels the Trinitarian doctrine. How can Yahusha raise up the kingdom to himself? It says that the high priest, Mashiach, will raise or have delivered up the kingdom to Yahweh. The word here for deliver up is pa'ed ed omi, which means to surrender or to transmit or to yield up. When he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign until he have put all his enemies under his footstool. I'm quite sure you've heard of that. Listen to verse 26. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Okay. Let's go back to Leviticus 23, because we read that Yahusha is the first fruits. He's the first of many. That's why we call him the everlasting, the everlasting Ab, or the everlasting father. It doesn't mean that he is Yahuwah. It means that he is the forerunner of receiving everlasting life that you read in the book of Yahshua, Yahuwah, the book of Isaiah. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Leviticus 23. It, it specifically says you will bring what? That you will bring a sheaf when you come into the land, that I, which I will give you, and reap the harvest. Are you getting? The harvest is the end time. It's the end of days. That's what the harvest is. Remember the parable of the tear and the wheat. The wheat is going to be lifted up. But this one is talking about a different harvest. The wheat harvest doesn't happen in the spring. This is pertaining to the barley harvest. You should bring a sheaf of the first fruits, which means your very best, rashit. I'm quite sure you heard about rashit. The first, the beginning, the principal thing, the most powerful thing of your harvest. Bring it unto the priest. Bring your best offering. Hallelujah. And I'm not talking about cash. Like the church is talking about. We're talking about your best foot forth in sacrificing your life for Yahweh. Bring your very best of all your works that you have done while you was walking in the Ruach. Bring it unto the priest. And he shall wave the sheep before Yahweh to be accepted for you on the morrow after the Shabbat. The Kohan, the high priest, shall wave it. The Hebrew word there is nuf. It means to vibrate up and down, to lift up. Man, we talked about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that Yahusha will render or to yield up the kingdom unto Yahweh. Are you getting this? This talks about the death, burial, and resurrection of Yahweh. Usha. And this is also pertaining to the death, burial, and resurrection of us as well. If we die in him, then we shall also arise in him. We become the best offering or the best fruits, first fruits that the earth has to offer unto Yahweh. Now, we have read many times that people have died and resurrected. Prior to Yahusha, remember we read about Lazarus. Lazarus had to stay in the in the you know in the grave for four days, and we heard that he was asleep. Hmm. We've heard about the Shudamite and the widower, right? We read that in Second Kings chapter four. The daughter of Jarius. You read that in Mark chapter five. You read about Lazarus, and you read about people who died after Mashiach, like Tabitha. Remember that? We read about that in the book of Acts, how Kepha, or Peter, used the power of Yahweh to resurrect her. What 
is so powerful about Yahusha's resurrection that makes the writer Shaul say that he is the first fruits? Well, he is the first one and the only one that has risen again to have eternal life. He's the only one that has done it. So for those of you who have heard these particular sayings, you should shake your head in disgust. You will hear, for instance, a person talking about their uncle, how they earned their wings, and they are in heaven. That person is still buried because they have not resurrected yet. How could you be in heaven and be resurrected simultaneously? The book of Revelation tells you that there is no man that is in Shamahim except for Yahuwah and the lamb who sits at his right hand. And he's not talking about an animal. He's talking about Yahusha, who is being called the lamb, but will return as the lion of Yahuda. Okay. So we're talking about the first fruits here. Let's talk about the wedding. Let's talk about how weddings are done. Here is the particular shadow picture of how we are progressing in our wedding. Or we are prepared in our marriage, preparing for the wedding. People are concentrating too much on the wedding, uh, but they do not concentrate more so on the marriage. This is how the customs of the Hebrews, this is how we did the marriages. First and foremost, they were predestinated or they were prearranged. First and foremost, the Ab or the father, he chooses a qualified groom for the bride. Let's read how Yahusha qualified to be our groom. Hallelujah. All right. This is part of the Peshach. Let's read very closely, and, and this is very good. Let's read this part. Let's read the book of Yaukahanan, okay? I believe I want to read uh, a, a very important verse here. I want to read Yaukahanan chapter 1. I want to read this and then go over to the book of Mariahu to show you about the immersing of Yahusha and what was said there. How could, and here's another question that you can ask, quote unquote, when the Christian has questions, not debating, because we don't get in debates, right? We're not going to quarrel about the word, but when they question us about it. You can ask the question then, now how is it that Yahuwah is the lamb and the lion and how is Elohim all at the same time? Let's read John, Yahuganan, chapter 1, let's read verse 29. Listen closely. The next day Yahuganan sees Yahusha coming unto him. It says, Behold the Lamb of Elohim. How could he be the Lamb in Elohim when he calls him the Lamb of Elohim, which takes away the sin of the cosmos? This is he who, whom I said, After me comes the man that is preferred before me, for he was before me. What that means was, is that Yahusha was already predestinated before Yahukahanan. To be the Lamb of Elohim. Verse number 31. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Yashariel. Therefore I am come immersing with water. And Yahukhan and bear record, saying, I knew or I saw the Ruach descending. He's given everybody the account as to what happened in the Jordan River. I saw the Ruach descend from Shamahim like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to immerse with water 
the same said unto me, Upon whom you shall see the Ruach descending and remaining on him. The same is he which immerses with the Ruach HaKodesh. And I saw and bear record that this is the son of Elohim. That's powerful. Let's look at Matthew. Let's look at Mediahu. Okay. Let's look at Matthew. Let's see. Chapter 3. Listen to how the son is selected or the particular groom is selected by the father of the bride. Listen. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Then comes Yahusha from Galilee to Yarden unto Yahukahanan to be immersed of him. But Yahukahanan forbade him, saying, I have need to be immersed of you, and you come to me. And Yahusha answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he what? Then he sent him forth, or he suffered him. And Yahusha, when he was immersed, went straight went up straightway out of the water. And lo the Shamahim were opened unto him, and he saw the Ruach of Elohim descend like a dove, and lightning upon him. Listen. And lo a voice from Shamahim, saying, This is my Deud, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. This is the moment in which Yahuwah selected the groom for the bride. Hallelujah. Remember, we are the bride. We are Yashariel. Okay? And so during these appointed feasts, we are preparing how to dwell or tabernacle with our groom forevermore. You see that? Because Yahuwah himself spoke from Shamahim and said, This is my Deud Ban. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He had already selected him. He chose a qualified groom. That's who Yahusha became. Now, after he selected him, this was proclaimed through the prophets, right? This was spoken through Isaiah primarily. Uh, Masha spoke about him. The works that they were doing in the wilderness spoke about Yahusha, the particular uh, blueprint of the tabernacle and of the temple. Uh, they were also in the image of Yahusha. Hallelujah. But listen. This qualified him. And what also qualified Yahusha was the temptation. Let's go to chapter 4. Anytime, listen, anytime you are ordained or you are anointed or you are chosen by Yahweh, you are going to be tested. You're going to be battle tested. This is what happened with Abraham. This is what happened with Masha. This is what happened with David. This is what is going to happen to Yahusha. Then was Yahusha led up of the Ruach into what? Into the Midbar, into the wilderness, to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, did you get that? Who else fasted 40 days and 40 nights? You had Masha. You had uh, Elijah, right? He afterwards was hungry. And when the tempter came to him and said, If you be the son of Elohim, now he's about to get tested, commanded that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of Elohim. Now, you probably saying, now where is this written at? Because I never have read that part. I never had noticed that this is in verses. I didn't know this was in scripture. Okay? So, you can look this up in the uh, 
you can go back into what they call that, the Old Testament. We don't call it that. Um, it is the what we call the Tanakh because it had to be written in Scripture in order for uh, for him to say that. Go to the bottom, Deuteronomy 8. Okay, this is for cross-reference, okay, for those of you who want to take the notes. Okay, Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. The bottom, chapter 8, verse 3. And he humbled you and suffered you to hunger. Did you get that? And fed you with manna, which you knew not, neither did your fathers know that he might make you know that man do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of Yahuwah does man live. It's not just telling you don't eat the physical bread. It's telling you more so about the spiritual manner. More so about the spiritual intent of Yahuwah's word. There it is. It's spoken right there. Now, while you are, you know, watching the father qualify his groom, there must be a price that the groom has to pay to marry his bride. The groom has to pay a ransom, or they call it a diary, for the bride. This is how Yahusha paid the debt to the father of the bride. This is how we were redeemed. Let's go into a very powerful verse, into the scriptures. I like this one. Let's go to Usha, or let's go to Hosea. All right? This is a good one. We always talk about this one. Hallelujah. I love this one. Now, this talks about how Yahuwah sends his prophet to go purchase or redeem his wife. Now, you can hear the complaint. And you can hear how he says, go back. And pay the price. Redeem her. Okay? Usha chapter 3. Here we go. Let's start with verse 1. A lot of people don't read the book of Hosea and they skip, but we, we, we must read the full Sophia or the full book to get the understanding. Let's listen. Then Yahuwah said unto me, Go yet, love a woman, beloved of her friend, yet an adulteress, according to the Ahava of Yahuwah, toward the children of Yashariel, who look to other Elohim and love flagons of wine. So I brought her to me for 15 pieces of silver and for a homer of barley and a half homer of barley. And I said unto her, You shall abide for me many days. You shall not play the harlot, and you shall not be for another man. So I will also be for you. For the children of Yahshua shall abide many days without a king, and without a prince, and without a sacrifice, and without an image, and without an ephod, and without Torebim. Afterwards shall the children of Yahshua return. And seek Yahuwah their Elohim and the beloved their king. That's what Deud means. Deud means beloved. And shall fear Yahuwah and his goodness, listen, in the latter days, in the end times. This is when Yahusha is going to come to marry and to bring forth his bride. Hallelujah. You were reading the book of Revelation. That new Jerusalem should come down from Shamahim like an adored bride. Read Matthew. Matthew chapter 20 verse 28. 
just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life, listen, as a ransom for many. During the days of, or should we say the Feast of Unleavened Bread, as well as the days of first fruits, the groom introduces himself to the father of the bride. That's what the first fruits is all about. When Yahusha said in Yaukahanan, the book of John, let's look at that. Yaukahanan chapter 20. This is what said. Now remember, he arose. Okay? Watch this. Listen. This is powerful. Verse 15. Let's start there. Yahusha said unto her, Woman, why do you weep? Whom do you seek? She, supposing him to be the gardener, I hope y'all got that, said unto him, Sir, if you have borne him hence, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Yahusha said unto her, Meriram. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is Chalcedon for, which is to say, Master, or Adon. Okay? Yahusha said unto her, Don't touch me, for I am not yet ascended to my Ab, but go to but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Ab, and your Ab, and to my Elohim, and your Elohim. He's letting her know, do not hold on to me, for I have yet not became the firstfruits to the Father. I have not ascended unto the Father. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples of the Tebendim that she had seen the Master and that he had spoken these things unto her. Mary Magdalene was the first to see the first fruits. Now, in closing today's teaching, and, and I hope many of you have received the revelation and you'll be able to join me later on for the Zoom teaching which you can email me at talkteachtestify@gmail.com. We're going to be looking more at the marriage vows in us preparing as being the first fruits. We are preparing to be in the kingdom. Now, brothers and sisters, as we close out with this teaching, you probably are saying, what is the particular, uh, what is the reasoning, or what should we do today as far as the first fruits? We are to observe the day. You don't have to have a set apart convocation. You don't read that in Leviticus 23. But they call these, this particular time high holy days because you had the Pashak, you had the unleavened bread and the days or the day of first fruits. They did not even eat that particular day. They could eat other things, but they were instructed not to eat certain things. All right? You read that in Leviticus 23. So as you bring forth the offering and you had to present, you know, people were too busy getting their harvest, the best of their harvest together to bring it to the high priest so he can lift it up unto Yahweh so that it can be accepted. It was a shadow picture of Yahusha being the best offering and raised up by Yahuwah. Now Yahusha will lift up his people, the most qualified, up to Yahuwah. And we will be accepted. Hallelujah. So this is what this is all about. 
the first three appointed feasts deals with the the barley harvest. And as we continue our studies later on, the last three appointed feasts pertain to the wheat harvest. When we talk about wheat and tare, right? All righty. This is a very important teaching. I pray that you study more about the spiritual Torah of the uh, Feast of Unleavened Bread and the Day of First Fruits. It represents death, burial, and resurrection of our groom, our elder brother, the eternal high priest and our, our sovereign king, Yahusha. This has been another Talk, Teach, and Testify instruction. Please join me at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I will be doing a teaching on Zoom, a bonus teaching pertaining to the first fruits. I hope that you will be able to join me there. If you'd like to, please email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com and I will go ahead and send you the link for later on today. All right, enjoy your day. Enjoy the Yom Kareem on today, um, as well as day two of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. I love all of you. Stay encouraged. Shalom and Shabbat Shalom to one and unto all.